Today's daf is daf Yadalid, as Hashem is we'll be finishing the first parak of Sechah starting the second parak. Right now we are at the bottom of Yud Gimel Amud Beis, and we are still discussing the burial of Moshe Rabbeinu that was performed by none other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Pazik says two lines from the bottom. It says, Vayigbar uh, Oso Begai, that Hashem buried Moshe Rabbeinu in the valley, Be'eretz Moab, in the land of Moab, Mul Beis Pa'or, opposite the, uh, the, the place of Pa'or. That's where B'nai Yisrael had sinned, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the terrible uh, uh, sins of, of Pa'or. They, they pr- practiced scatological practices over there, different types of really depraved uh, types of uh, idol worship. But anyway... So Moshe Rabbeinu is buried uh, in that place. Now the pasuk gives pretty clear indication as to where he's buried. It's in the in the in the uh, the valley that is in Eretz Moab that is opposite Beis Peor. So Amar Abrahachia Simon Besayef Simon. Even though we have sign after sign indicating where he was buried, Afilo Achilo Yada Ishes So it still it is beyond the comprehension of man to find out where Moshe Rabbeinu actually was buried. The Kvar Shalcha Malchus Arishah. The Roman government, for uh, their own purposes, wanted to identify where the uh, burial of Moshe Rabbeinu was. So they sent Etzel Gitzdera Shel Beis Peor. They sent it to the governor of Beis Peor. Hereno Hechon Moshe Cover. We want to find out the grave of the Jews to control that area. I guess would have been given a political clout. So it says, identify for us in your territory. There is the grave of Moshe Rabbeinu. We want to know where that is. Okay, so Gemara says like this. So Amdulamala. So when they went up to an upper area, Nidmar Lahen Lamat, it appeared that the place of the Kfura was lower. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but when they went up, then it looked like the grave was lower. Lamat, when they went to the lower area, Nidmar Lahem Lamala. So it looked like there was like an illusion. It looked like the grave was higher. So what they said, okay, let's divide it into two groups. Kitos. They divide into two groups. The Os and Shaom the Lamala, those that stood above, Nidma and Lamata, it appeared that the grave was below. Amata, those that the group, the part of the group that was below, Nidma and Lamala, Lakayam, all of this fulfilled that which is mentioned in the Pasuk, Mashanemar, below Yoda Ish Eskuros. So I mean, there's something here beyond the comprehension of man. Moshe, Akash Borku did not want. That the, uh, that that mankind should be able to identify where the kfura of, uh, of 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 Moshe happened. There's interesting reasons that are given in the Rishonim for that. One of the reasons are that if Bnei Yisrael knew where it was and they would come and daven on that Hashem should accept their tefillahs at because of the schuyos of Moshe Rabbeinu. In general, most most opinions feel you don't daven to a dead person. You daven invoking the merits of the dead person, but the schuyos of Moshe would have been so strong, HaKadosh Baruch would not have been able to turn away any tefillah. So he did not want them to know exactly where, that's one shot. The other is that he was a, that HaKadosh Baruch did not want that the kfuru would fall into the hands of uh, our enemies who would then desecrate the area of 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 Moshe Rabbeinu. So anyway, whatever the reason is, it what they did not he did not want the uh, the 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 it to be known. Barchanina Amar Af Even Moshe himself, they did not know where where his where his body was. I think I, the Ben Yoyada says that the first year after a person dies, 
the soul cannot disconnect from the body. It still comes back to visit the body. That's the whole 12 months. The soul comes back to visit the But, but uh, what he says over here, that Moshe Rabbeinu, he was so spiritual that there was no such thing. Once he was up with the Malachim, he never came back to visit. So he himself did not know where the, uh, where the body was buried. So, Heichan Kov, Eloi said, Eino Yodei Heichan Kov. Moshe Rabbeinu himself did not know where his body was buried. Ksevach, the Pesach says, V'lo Yoda Ish, as Kurosa. You know who Ish is referring to in the Posuk? V'ksev Hosam, it says, V'zos Abrocha Sheberach Moshe Ish HaElokim. I'm just wondering why it has to bring a rhyme from that Posuk Ish. It says, Ish Moshe Adam Mikol Adam is already written previously, but whatever. I think something to think about. Amar Ocham Eberevi Chanino. Bipnei Ma Nikvar Moshe Etel Beis Pa'or. Out of all places, where are you going to bury Moshe? By next to Beis Pa'or, where the Bnei Yisroel had sinned the most heinous types of Averis. That's the place you go ahead and you bury Moshe Rabbeinu. Where it says, Kadei Lechapra al Maisa Pa'or. is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu never punished us completely for Beis Pa'or at one time. There is a residual punishment that we have by the Eagle, a similar idea. So therefore... Um, there is a, a ongoing kapara by the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is buried there. What does it mean? It says in the Apostolic, person has to follow after Hashem. You have to walk behind him. So says the Gemara, How do you walk behind the Shekhinah? It's unapproachable. It's a consuming fire. How do you walk in the path of the Shekhinah? So what that means is that we have an obligation to emulate the attributes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what it means, you walk behind Him, you emulate Him. Just as HaKadosh Baruch Hu clothes the naked. Just as He made for them garments of, 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 of skin. And He dressed them. So too, you have an obligation to dress the naked. We see Hakadosh Baruch Hu visit the sick. We had a couple of weeks ago. So that Hashem appeared to him. He had been three days from the Brismila. He was visiting the sick. You also have to go and visit the sick. Hakadosh Baruch Hu as Menachem he consoled the those who are mourners. There's a special blessing that used to be. Nowadays, I don't think they have it, but there's a special it's Birchas Savelim. Therefore, Hashem went to make the Birchas Savelim. Where do we see Hashem went to make Birchas Savelim? The Gemara's understanding, part of the blessing was the Birchas Savelim because Avram Avinu, his father, had just died. So, Avatar Nachem Avelim, you have an obligation to console the mourners. HaKadosh Baruch Hu cover Mesim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu buried the dead. He buried him in the veil. You also have an obligation to bury the dead. So that's how you follow in the path of Hashem. It means you emulate His attributes. All right. Now the Moran has an interesting uh, question over here. It says that He clothed Adam and Chava with Kosnas Or. Kosnas Or literally means it was like with garments of, 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 of Or. Or means skin. Skin or hide. So there's two ways to read it. Is it that the garment itself was made out of skin? Or was it garments for their skin? What does it mean, kosnas or over here? That's, I think, the way it comes out between the two opinions. Is it kosnas shell or? Or is it kosnas la or? 
Right, let's see. So it says the more like this. Something that comes from skin. It means it's wool. Wool that comes from skin. He made them woolen clothes. And one says it's something that the skin benefits from, which was linen. It was linen. That's more comfortable. It's smooth on the skin. That's what it is. I think there's a medrash that says it was snake skin. Actually, it means... It means uh-huh. Yeah, but I, I mean, whatever. Darash Rabbi Simloi. So Taira Tchilasa Gemilos Chasadim Vesayvik Gemilos Chasadim. The Taira bring begins with acts of Gemilos Chasadim and complete and concludes the the Olam Chesed Yabana. The whole the whole Torah is all Gemilos Chasadim. Tchilasa Gemilos Chasadim. Dechsev Ayasa Shem Lakim LaAdam LeIshta Kosnas Or Vayal Bishem. He dressed them. They were naked. He dressed them. Vesayvik Gemilos Chasadim. Dechsev Vayikbar Oisay Bagai. He buried him in the valley. So uh, so you see, it starts with Chesed. He says, why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu had such a strong desire to enter into Eretz Yisrael? What? Because he needs to eat, he needs to eat the Zion minimum. What? He has to taste the fig, he has to taste the date, and he needs to get the, 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 the physical benefits of Eretz Yisrael. There are many mitzvahs, agricultural mitzvahs, there are mitzvahs that can only be Neskayim in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, and he wanted to be able to fulfill those mitzvahs. I want to go in as well, says Moshe. So I too am able to fulfill all of them. The Bach asks a question. I'll tell you, I'm not going to give you the answer right now. You'll think about it. But the Bach asks a question. If there is not, the more seems to be downplaying to eat from the fruits of Eretz Yisrael and to benefit from the benefit. So why do we say in the, in the, in the Alamichya, he said, we're making a big deal. That's exactly what it's saying. That's what a person wants to have. So if it's making them playing it, then why do we include it in the bracha of the Alamich? Uh, the bracha, I think, has the kasha. All right. So it says it more like this. So he says, what do you want to do all these mitzvahs for? You want to do all these mitzvahs because you won't get the reward of them. You're not able to get the reward. So you know what? I consider it as if you did them already. It means I'll give you the reward without you going in. So I'll pay you, I'll pay you up front. You don't have to bother going in. Shenemar, and we're going to bring a pasuk today. This obviously is a difficult concept to understand. We don't do mitzvahs to get the reward. So I mean, uh, uh, we're supposed to do like an Eved Almanas Lola Kabul Pras. So how can how could I go to say to Moshe, well, you just want to go in in order to get the reward? So the Teretz, the, the, the Yesod of this is a very, very important Yesod, is that it's not that we do the mitzvah to get the reward, but the reward is the way that we gauge our relationship. We want a close relationship. How do you know you have the close relationship? The close relationship, that's where we calibrate the relationship by the reward we're getting. So we're not doing it for the reward. We're doing it for the relationship. So it could be that that's what HaKadosh Baruch is saying is, I'll, I'll, you, I'll give you the reward. It means that I, you, don't, you don't need Eretz Yisrael. You don't need that in order to get that closeness of relationship. You have that close of relationship without having to go into uh, Eretz Yisrael. Now, where do we see that Moshe, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Moshe Rabbeinu all this reward without him actually having to go in? Shenema, as the Pesach says, this is a Pesach in Yeshaya. It's Lechein Chalek Lo. Therefore, I will apportion him. It's Toma to Moshe Rabbeinu. By Rabbim, I'm going to give him the reward that is given the many. 
and together with the mighty, he will divide the spoils. Because he was willing to pour out his soul in, to die. And to be counted with the wicked ones. And he bore the sins of the many. And on behalf of the wicked, he prayed. So what is this Pasuk referring to now? The one is going to explain each element of the Pasuk. So one says like this, uh, I'm going to give him the portion that is given, the many, the many righteous that get chalik. He's going to get a chalik like them. So you might think like the later righteous people. The later righteous people did not get the same reward as the earlier, greater righteous people. And, and not like the The next clause says, Together with the powerful ones, he will divide the spoils. Who are the powerful ones? He will get the same reward like Av. They were the powerful ones in Torah and Mitzvahs. Why does he get all this reward? Because he was willing to pour out his soul. That when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, after the eagle, said, you know what, let's just wipe everybody out and let's start again from you. He says that if no, if you're going to wipe out Klaistral, then erase my name from the Sefer. So he put himself on the line on behalf of Yisrael. The as Baishim Nimna, what does it mean as Baishim Nimna? Shenimna in Misei Midbar is that Moshe Rabbeinu was counted with, he was willing to be counted, even because the ones that uh, sinned in the Midbar by the Miraglim, they died and could not go into Eretz Yisrael. What ended up happening over here, Moshe Rabbeinu accepted his fate to die together with the ones that died in the Midbar. So he was counted with the Baishim, with those who sinned in the Midbar. And he bore the sins of the many. That because of Moshe, we were atoned for the sin of the eagle. And on behalf of the wicked, he prayed. That he asked mercy that Hashem should forgive the, the, the rebellious ones amongst B'nai Yisrael. To allow them to be chayz b'tshuva. The ain pegiyah, what is by Yifka? He entreated on behalf of them. Ain it's a lashon of tefillah. He prayed on their behalf. Shenema vata. This is the Navi actually is in the negative. The Navi Yirmiyahu is asking Hakadosh Baruch not to listen to the tefillahs of certain people. But you're going to see that the word pegiyah is a lashon of tefillah. It says vata al tispalel ve'ada amazed. Do not pray on their behalf. Ve'al tisa ve'adam rinon. Don't celebrate on their behalf. The tefillah and 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 don't don't. Different forms, different expressions of tefillah. And do not entreat me. So um, this is actually Akharish Borch who is telling Yirmiya, uh, don't pray on their behalf and don't come to me and pray for them. They have to get punished. They have to uh, get kicked out of Eretz Yisrael. That's it. They've reached the point. Okay. Let's go back to Masecha Sota. The husband who is responsible when he brings the wife to come to the Beis Amikdash to drink the Mesota, he also has to bring on her behalf, he has to bring an offering that is made out of barley, a no-frills barley offering. There are only two barley offerings in the Torah. There is the Mesota, the one that comes with the waters of the Sota, and there's also, the, on the second day of Pesach, is the Omer. That one does have frills. That one does come with frankincense and with oil 
oil, this one does not. So Hayam maybe has been chazab mitzvah. He brings it in a basket that's made out of that fibrous material that wraps around the uh, the, the palm tree, the nose now yada, and he makes her hold the basket with the flower in it the whole time. It's heavy. She has to hold it in order to tire her out, to break down her defenses in order that uh, she should admit. Unlike other menachos, this menachos is going to be three differences. First of all, this one does not start off in a clay sharis. A clay sharis, the way it works is when you have the ingredients for a mincha, you first sanctify the kedushas peh. You sanctify and say, this is holy. And, but that, that only creates a lower level of Kedusha, which, by the way, if it becomes Tomei, you can redeem it, and it's not subject to the Tumah of a Tfulyom, and if you can leave it overnight, it doesn't become disqualified. Once you put it into a Klishores, then it becomes a higher level of Tfulyom. A Klishores is a ministering vessel, one of the vessels that are, uh, have been sanctified with the, uh, the uh, special uh, sprinkling in the Beis Amigdosh. So that takes this, this Mincha and elevates it to a Kedusha Saguf. Now it already the clock starts ticking. If you don't get rid of it by the next morning, it's disqualified. If it does become tome, you can't you redeem it anymore. It is subject to the touching of a tvulyom sometimes. So anyway, the point is that normally we're going to see that Moses, the mission is assuming that all other menachas start off in a clay sharas and end up in a clay sharas. Here you're starting off in a wicker basket in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a, the kviva mitzris. Zut chilasa bekviva mitzris, but sofa only at the end it's put into a clay sharis. Kol amenachos to unas shemel levono. All of the other menachos need to have, in addition to the uh, flour, they add oil. They saturate it in oil, velavona, and they add a frankincense, a certain type of spice. This does not require not oil and not frankincense. Majority of all the other menachos actually come from human food, which is uh, wheat. This one comes from barley. Now, even though there's another one that comes from barley, as we mentioned, even though that too does, it comes from uh, barley, but it comes from fine barley. Rashi says that 13 times they would sift it to get a real fine quality product. And the uh, Zuba Kemach, this one is bought from the unsifted, unrefined barley flour, which is called Kemach and not Geres. Geres is the refined flour, this is the uh, unrefined. That the reason for this is just as her actions, she acted in a uh, in, 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 in an irresponsible, a hefker manner. So her korbonas that are brought are also, korbona is machel behema, is the food of an animal because of the reflecting the way she behaved. Okay, let's go to the Gemara. Tani will learn in Abraisa. Abba Chanin Omer Mishum Rabbi Lama. Why do we do this? Why do we make her stand there holding this basket? Uh, all the way through, it weakens her. Because we want her to recant, we want her to lower her defenses so that she will uh, admit that she actually did have relations with a paramour. Now, if the Torah has shown such concern to people that are violators, what do we care? Let her drink and let her blow up. Why do we care? We see that the Torah cares so much in order not to punish and not to allow her to die. So those people that do the right thing, can you imagine how much the Torah cares that they know nothing bad should befall them? Says the Gemara, it was based on the earlier sugya, how do you know 
know that the reason why we're so careful now that we don't want her to drink is not to blow up because we care about her. Maybe the only reason we did it, like we said before, is because we already have uh, the water, the, the name's already been erased in the water, so we don't want to just throw it out. One, let's use it already. Once we have it, let's, 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 uh, I'm sorry, not that we're not, I'm sorry, the other way around. Maybe since it hasn't been, it hasn't been, um, dipped into the water yet. So maybe we're trying to get to admit so we don't have to go through the process of erasing Hashem's name. But that's nothing to do with our care about her. Maybe that's because of the stringency of erasing the Shem Hashem. How do you know it's because we have uh, we, we have compassion for her? Uh, maybe it's only in order that the, the scroll should not become, the letters of the scroll should not become erased. So it's more like this. Is there is a machlokas, a big machlokas in Tanoyim. What is the sequence? The, the, so, there is opinions that you first, uh, you, you first bring the carbon, and then you give her to drink. Now, at that point, once you bring the carbon, the name's already been erased, you give her, then you erase the name, you give it to drink. Now, then you're right, because maybe the only reason we're making a hold, the carbon, or whatever it is, because we don't want to erase the name. But our, th- this statement that's been made over here by Abba Chanin holds that it's really the opposite, that the order was, is that you first gave it to drink. It did not affect right away. You first had to bring the carbon. Only after she drank, then you brought the carbon. And once you brought the carbon, then it would retract, then, it would, then she would blow up if something had happened. Which means, therefore, if this is the ton of our Brysa holds that way, the ton of the Brysa holds, that she's a, we've already erased... She's already drunk it when she's walking around carrying the basket. So why are we making it so hard for her carrying the basket? It could only be for her benefit. It can't even protect the name from being erased. Why? Because it's already been erased. What's That's the order? What? So she drinks, then she brings the basket, yeah. and then... Oh, yes. So she drinks. She drinks, and then they bring the carpet. <coughs> and when do they erase the name? She, she drank already. already. It's already been erased. So yeah. she can recant after she drank already, according to this one. Yes, because it doesn't wow. affect her right away. <coughs> okay. So it says, well, okay. as long as she hasn't wow. brought, once brought the carbon, it's too late. And once it's gegelot, once it's kasavar, this bride, the Tana holds, that mashka, you first give her to drink, and then you give her, uh, then you bring the carbon. And because you worry, because you worry about the megillah, it's already been erased. There's nothing to worry about anymore. It's been erased. So why are we trying to get her to recant? It must be for her own sake sake, because we don't want her to blow up. Okay. <coughs> says the more like this. It says, Kala Menacha. So the, one of the three differences that we gave between the regular Mincha and the Mincha of the uh, Sota is that we said that by the Mincha of Sota, it starts off in a wicker basket and only then ends up in a Klishares. By all the other Menachos, it starts in a Klishares and it ends in a Klishares. So it says the more like this. Ramin, I'm going to ask you a contradiction from the statement of our Mishnah to the following statement that is made in, uh, in the Tosefta in, in the in, in Menachos. What does it say in, the, in, the, in Menachos? It says, say the Menachos Ketzad. What's the order of bringing regular Menachos, the regular flower offering? How is it brought? So it says, you bring the, the person brings the flower from his house, but he brings it in. He has special containers of silver, and of gold, and then when he gets to the Azara, then he puts it into a Klishares. The question is already right from there. We're going to finish the whole thing. But you see, it's not Starting off in a klishares, it's starting off in some um, in, in 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 non-consecrated gold and silver, and then it goes into a klishares. So how do you say it's chilosa klishares? But it's not klishares. That's the one's kasha. But let's finish it up now. 
Kacha Bechli. Now, so therefore, and why, why do you put it into the Klisharis? Because that already gives it the second level consecration that now becomes Kedusha Zaguf in the Klisharis. But and then you add to the flour, you add the oil, you saturate in oil, and you also put on the side, inside the Klisharis, you put the Levona. We'll see what you do with the frankincense a little later. And then you bring it to the Kohen. So this all could be done by the, the, by the non-Kohen. But... What's what, that? What's the purpose of the wait, 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 wait. And then you bring it to the Kohen. Now, the Kohen molicha etzel mizbeach. Now, once the Kohen has it, he starts now, the, we, we got to start with the process of the service of it. So the first thing you have to do is you have to take it over to the mizbeach. You approach it and you touch the vessel to the Mizbeach. And he touches it to the southwestern corner of the Mizbeach. We'll see in a moment what that means. On the, on the edge where the southwestern corner comes together, on that edge is where the vessel that contains the flour is brought. Vidayan, that's enough. We'll see the one is going to explain what does it mean that's enough. This whole bride is going to explain it in a moment. Umesalak as alavona, letzad. Then you make sure that the lavona, the frankincense that was added to the flower is moved to the side because what needs to happen. The same way is in a regular carbon, there are four steps in a regular carbon. You start first, you do the shita the slaughtering, then the Kabbalah, you catch the blood, you do the Hagasha, you take the blood over to the Mizbeach, and then you do the Zrika. The burning of the meat is actually not one of the four essential parts of the Avodah. That's the four essential parts of the Avodah. By the Mincha, you have the same thing. You have your, your, your in a Klishar, you've consecrated the, the flour, the Shechita is equivalent to the Kamitza. When the Kohen puts his hand in and he pulls out a three-fingered fistful that he takes out, that's called the Shechita. Then he puts it into another klisharis. We're going to see this klisharis B. That's called the Kabbalah. Then he takes it over to the corner of the Mizbeach, the southwest corner. That's called the Hagosha. And then he picks it up and throws it into the fire. That is called the Zrika. That's the connect of the four things. So... <laughs> What's that? The one, the first one is for all of it. The comets gets an additional klisharitz. That's put into a second klisharitz. Well, it's uh, it's a question of difference. The question is that's the second, that's the next step of the uh, of the uh, vote. If something happens in between, you haven't because fulfilled it. Becomes kedusha zaguf. That becomes kedusha zaguf. But the comets needs its own. It needs to be like put separately in. Correct. So now, so now, let's see. So the Gemara says like this. We're going to learn say We're going to have a fulfilled day. But the the Gemara says like this. The uh, the 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 uh, Gemara says now. You, you when you do the kamitza, we're going to see it has to be only flour and oil. It can't the the the, the frankincense. So therefore, you have to be. You, um, it says um, You move aside. Malakid is levonasa, and then uh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, where's the place? Uh, you the tzad echad. You move the levonat tzad echad. Kometz mimakom shnesravishmana. The place where the oil saturated with the or with with the with the flowers where you do the kamitza from you put it into a second klisharis or mekachabeklesharis and you sanctify the comets now in that second klisharis melakos vonos and then you bring back the levona then you know some you put it on the comets you put it on the what's called the memorial portion the three fingered portion and then maleo and you bring it up uh, and you you burn it from the klisharis.
Aretz Amolcho. It's a little out of order, the order of Baalea, but you bring it up, Amaktiru, in order to get burnt in the Klisharetz, Umolcho, and then you salt it, by the way. People don't realize that. Is that all Korbanas have to be salted. The same way as the meat has to be salted, the, the Kometz has to be salted as well, and then Osnal Gaba Ishim, and you burn on the fire. Now, Koreva Kometz, once the Kometz has actually been burnt, it's been burnt on the fire, Shirea Cholim, the remaining leftover flour that's in the clay shores is now becomes for the for, uh, edible. You can eat it. And they can add things they weren't allowed to add before. Now they can make it. They want to make it taste good. You can add yayin, the shemen, wine, oil, advash, and even honey. It's the only thing they can't do is make sure that you have, can't become chametz. That you can't, that you can't become chametz. Now, that's the end of the brisa. Now, what is the point? The first part of the price, the first line is the question. Our Mishnah says the difference between the, 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 uh, uh, the Minchas Omer is a Tchilosa and a Kfifa Mitzvah and Sofa is an Eklishores. I'm sorry, the Minchas Sota. And whereas the regular Menachos starts off in a, uh, Klishores and Enzikla. Here it says it doesn't start off in a Klishores. It starts off in regular gold and silver vessels and only then is transferred into a Klishores. So Ktani Mio, it says in the Bryce, nevertheless, it says, Bekalza shall kez, Bekalza shall zav. So Amrav Papa, so Rav Papa said, you're right. What you have to say, the Pshat in the Mishnah means, it's not that it actually starts in a clay shores. It starts in Kalim that are fit to become clay shores. Means the gold and silver vessels that you're starting with, technically, if you wanted, you could actually have made those into a clay shores. So Ema Bekalim in a clay shores. The one says, one second, that means you're telling me that a basket that's made out of the, the reeds, that cannot become a clay shores. Means that's you saying, this starts in something that could become a clay shores. That's starting something you're saying, Cannot become a glaciaris. Michlal the kvifa mitzris that this this fibrous basket, the wicker basket, lo chazia cannot be a glaciaris. Then come on, who's it going like the low Krabyaz Yehuda? Then it's not going like Rabyaz Yehuda. Why not? The sign we learned in a brisa. Clay Shores to Ash and Sol Ace. What if you took the clay shores and you made it not out of gold or silver? You try to make a clay shores out of wood. Rebbe uh, uh, Rebbe says disqualified. It can't be. It has to be made out of gold or silver. It cannot be made out of wood. So that fits good because then the Kfifa Mitzvah is also, which is like wood, you cannot make it out. But Rabbi Yosef Yehuda says no. Machshi says that if you have to use wicker or wood, you can use it. So Lachari, you're saying now that our Mishnah doesn't go like Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina. So Amara says like this. I feel it Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina. It could even go like Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Because Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda He's saying like this, you could use wood, but it it can use non-metal items, but it has to be something that is considered respectable. A wicker basket is a non-respectable, that's like thing that you take, you do shopping in it, you don't put something choshev in it. So he agrees, he disagrees, it means he says wood can be used, but he'll agree that it cannot be done, you cannot use a kvifa mitzvah. But the prusin, mik amar, did he say you could use something that is considered to be pachos? Pachos means it's... um, Inferior. Inferior, right? Inferior will not be able to use. So therefore, why you you think Lacey, you think he doesn't hold the Yosef or Yehuda of the Posik, the Navi castigates the Jewish people that they were bringing Korbanus, the damaged Korbanus to the base of Migdash. And and the Navi says to them, to your governor would you offer these things? To a human being, a governor would you offer these things? Means when you bring things to Hashem, it has to be done in a in a in a, in a very in in a, in a very of way. So that means that the kfifa mitzvahs is not ro'oi l'kleishores, but in other korbanos we start with things that are ro'oi. Now the gemara now just touches on a number of kachim items just to explain the ideas of what we had before. Is the is the Aaron? Huh? I thought it was cold. 
cold? It's not cold. All right. So the Gemara says like this. So uh, the, the so the Gemara says like this. So the Gemara says that it's it, it, the, the, the 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 pasuk says the sharis umekacha sharis. You put it into the clay sharis in order to sanctify it. Means to go up to the next level, to go up to becoming kedusha saguf. Now the point that the Gemara is going to be dealing with over here is that there is some discussion. In Meseches Zvochim, but the conclusion is that the clay shores, you don't have to have intent. When the item goes into the clay shores, even if you don't intend, it automatically is sanctified without intent. It's something that doesn't have to say, I'm doing the, you don't have to say, Hashem Yichud, right? Hashem Yichud, that this should become Kaddosh. Automatically, if the item that's fit for the carbon touches the clay shores, it becomes. The way the Mishnah is written, it says, What does that imply? implies what? That means that you have to have intent to make it Kaddosh. What you seem to be telling me is, that clay shores can only be functional to be Kaddosh only if there's intent. Someone says, you're right. Let's just change the edit a little bit. You put into the clay shards, that it'll become Kaddish. It means it becomes Kaddish because of the clay shards, irrespective of your intent. You don't have to say Mikkacha, but you say Likkacha for the, the, that it should become Kaddish, but not that you're making it Kaddish by putting it in. So you don't need intent. So therefore, now the clay shards, Likkacha, the clay shards. Fine. So let's go on. It says, How do we know? How do we know that a regular carbon has to have oil and frankincense. It says that in every other the menachos, it says that you have to have, you have to put on, uh, mix it with oil and you have to put on it frankincense. And then only after that you bring it to the Kohen. You bring it to the sons of Aaron. And then the next step is that you have to do agosho. How do we know? It says that he brings, and the Kohen takes it to Mizbeach. Now, what's that? That's called halacha. Now, and then the Kohen, where does he do the Hagosha? Where does he do where he presents it before this bear? He touches the Kli to the southwestern corner. Now, in order to understand this, I just want to be a little bit creative over here, but in order to understand this, all right, let's see if this works. All right, in order to understand this like this, you have the, uh, in the Azara, in the courtyard, the the uh, the courtyard you come in from the east. The back end of the courtyard is the west. Means where the heichal and the kodesh kadoshim is on the western side. The entrance of the courtyard is on the east. Then to the right, as you come in, is the north, and to the left is the south. The mizbeach, the mizbeach is the the ramp for mizbeach, which is called the front of the mizbeach, is on the southern side. So the mizbeach, the ramp is on the southern side of the. Of the Mizbeach, the ramp of the Mizbeach. Now, what the Gemara is going to tell us is that, assuming that this is the entrance of the Heichal and this is the Mizbeach, the corner that you touch the Kli with the Menachos is this is the southwestern corner, which is it's the uh, it, the southern side again is the front of the Mizbeach, and the western side is the part that faces the Heichal. Now, there's three different opinions where exactly in the courtyard the Mizbeach was situated. We're going to go now with the opinion is that the opening of the Heichal was 32 Amas wide. Actually, the real opening was 20 Amas, and the thickness of the wall on each side was 6 and 6. So therefore, but the Heichal, the actual width of the Heichal was 32 Amas wide. The length of the Mizbeach 
was 32 amas wide. We're going to go now, we're going to the opinion that just as the Hechal was situated exactly in the middle of the back of the Azoro, so too the Mizbeach was exactly, was flush. The 32 amas of the Mizbeach was actually flush with the 32 amas of the opening of the, uh, of the, of the Heichal. Okay? So therefore, it's exactly, one corresponds to the other. That's the sheet that we're going to go with right now. It's going to change. We're going to go to another opinion in a few minutes. But that's the way we understand. What we want to know now is how do we know that the, when you do Hagosha, you have to bring it mamish on the corner of the where southwestern the corner. How do we know that that's where the Hagosha that's is where done? The ramp was, right? What's that? That's where the ramp was. The ramp was on the, the southern, southern side. It wasn't on that corner. No, it wasn't on the corner. No. The ramp was on the side. That the ramp was in the middle of the southern side. This is on the corner of the southwestern side. So therefore, like this. So Gmona says like this. So how do we know that? Minolon. Okay. Um, uh, we have two, two clauses there. One says it should be Lifnei Hashem. Now, Lifnei Hashem usually means throughout Kodshim, it means it's done in front of the opening of the Hecha. That's Lifnei Hashem. That's, you look in and you're right in the back end, you've got the Kodesh Kodosh, and that's Lifnei Hashem. Pnei Amizbeach, facing the Mizbeach, would be where? Where the ramp is, on the southern side, because that's the front of the Mizbeach. So yeah, you have two clauses. You have Lifnei Hashem, and you have Pnei Mizbeach. But Tanya, we learned in the Bryson, Lifnei Hashem, if you only had the clause of Lifnei Hashem, Yachab Marav, you might think Hadgosha could be done anywhere on the western side of the Mizbeach, because that's all considered Lifnei Hashem. Again, it's flush. So therefore, anywhere on the western side faces the Heichal. Talmud Lama says El Pnei Mizbeach, but if Pnei Mizbeach means you have to do it in the front of the Mizbeach. Front of the Mizbeach would not be anywhere on the western side of the, uh, of the Mizbeach. So Talmud Lama says Pnei Mizbeach. Ai Pnei Mizbeach. If you only had Pnei Mizbeach, then you should be able to do it anywhere on the southern side of the Mizbeach. So Yachol Bedarim, you might think anywhere on the... So Talmud Lama says Lifnei Hashem. How do you accommodate... Both Sukim, Maigisha Bekeren Dramis Maravis. The south southwestern corner that catches enough of at least it's somewhat aligned with the Heichal. And it's also on the western, uh, which is on the western side a little bit, and it's at least a little bit on the southern side, so it also catches the front of his back. So El Pnei Hashem and El Pnei Hamizbeach and Lifnei Hashem can only be accomplished according to the, 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 the configuration that we have. It had to be mamish on the corner, on the southwestern corner. Clear? Mm-hmm. Okay. So therefore, so therefore, uh, so th- that's the one that says like this. Um, uh, where's the place? Uh, and that's enough. Now, we'll see what this die that's sufficient. We'll see in a moment. Rabbi Lozer disagrees. Now, according to Rabbi Lozer, we're going to see the Gemara is going to come out Lemaskono. Is he holds the configuration of where the Mizbeach was in the Azara is a different understanding than the opinion we just had. I will get to his opinion in a moment. Now we'll see what does he hold? He says, You might think that you can do it somewhat to the west. 
to Marav, to the west of the corner, that southwestern corner. You can do it inwards to the west a little bit, which would be a little better because then it's facing more the Heichal, right? Oh, Ledroma Shal Keren. Or you might think you maybe you could do it somewhat to the south of the corner, which is on the, whether towards the ramp, right on the southern side. So therefore, so you might think you could do either one. The reason the Torah says, Two, either Pnei Hashem, or it says, El Pnei Mizbech, or it says, the Pnei Hashem gives you an option of doing either or. So therefore, the very important rule, says Rabbi Elazar, Amart, the following rule is what you have to say. Where you find two opposing psukim. One, by doing it, you can fulfill it, and you can fulfill the other psuk. But one would only be able to fulfill it, but would negate the meaning of the other posuk. You have to leave. The focus cannot be on the one that is fulfilling itself and, 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 and excluding the other one. But in the one you have to seize in your hand. Now we'll see in a moment, we'll explain in a moment what this means. Now, if you say Lifnei Hashem, means you can focus on just doing it, Lifnei Hashem means on completely on the western side. So then, Bemarav in the west, Bitaltes Pnei Mizbech, then you have not accommodated at all the, uh, the doing it on, 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 the, uh, on the southern side, and the Pnei Mizbech. However, if you fulfill the Pnei Hashem, the Pnei Mizbech, if you do it on the southern side, even if it's not on the corner of the southern side, even if it's inwards a little bit, still you still have fulfilled the Lifnei Hashem doing it in front of the Hecha B'marav in the Marav. So says the Hakeit, so how are you supposed to do it? We'll explain this in a moment. So how are you then supposed to do it according to Rabbi Lazar? He says, you, you bring it a little bit to the south, a little bit to the south of the or corner means towards the, 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 the ramp. You can go inwards. You don't have to do it actually in the corner. You can go inwards a little bit on the southern side. And then you'll have accomplished both. Now the question is, if the setup in the, in the Azores, the way we explained it, that it's flush, if you go a little bit to the south, you are not, you're not Lefnei Hashem anymore. The only way we were able to get it Lefnei Hashem is you had to go a little bit north, a little bit, a, a little bit, uh, west, and a little bit south. But if you're doing it all in the south, then you're not doing anything in front of this Mizbech. Says the Gemara, let me explain it out loud. The Gemara is going to say is, he is of the opinion that the Mizbech was completely in the northern quadrant. The Mizbech was completely in the northern quadrant. I mean, assuming that there's a line, imaginary line goes down the middle of the Azorah. On the northern side, the Mizbech was completely there. So, Sarah, therefore, if the Mizbech was... Gentlemen, let me do this. I get paid for it. So, therefore, Sarah, therefore, since it was in the northern side completely uh, over there, so, therefore, it comes out that the actually the southern side... The southern side is opposite the Heichal, is opposite the Heichal. So you go, if you would drag it a little bit towards the southern side, you have been able to fulfill both the Pnei Hamizbech, and you're also in front of the Lifnei Hashem. Whereas if it would have been on the other way, if you move it inwards, you will not, you, you've only, you might only be able to Mekayim a little bit catching the Lifnei Hashem, but you would not have Mekayim at all the Pnei Hamizbech. And therefore, that's why you go with, you take the, you, you go with the option that fulfills both, and don't go with the option that only fulfills one. So let's read it inside. Questions later. 
So more is it like this. So says the Gemara again. So let's see Rabbi Lozer. So says, so how do you do it? You don't have to do it on the corner. You can go to the southern part of the corner, to the southern, inward southernly, and the Hechen Kiyamta, how have you fulfilled both? So I'm Ravashi, Kasavar high Tana, that this Tana Rabbi Lozer holds, Kulam is back with Safan Kai. The entire Mizbeach is on the northern quadrant. Okay? And therefore, and that's why by doing it on the southern wall of the Mizbeach, not on the corner, on the southern wall, you have fulfilled both. Because the southern wall is aligned in front of the Echechal as well. If you look at the pictures, it's clear if you take a look at the pictures. Okay, let's go on. What? Where's the Hechel? Show me on that thing. The right. West. The West. Right. Yeah, yeah. The west. yeah but the Hechel's there, but I'm saying... Right. 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 What's that card? What's, What's that? that card all the way you down? Look at the card. Look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. Look at the card. Yeah. All right. It's gone. It's mine says like this. My Vidayo. Says the Gemara. He said that if you do it, that you bring the Kli and you touch it to the Mizbeach on the southern side of the north of the southwest. Vidayo, and that is sufficient. What do you mean? What is, what is, it, what is sufficient? As opposed to what? That is sufficient... And yeah. as opposed to what? So Amr Ravashi, it's the Now you have to write it's sufficient. You might think that you have to actually take the flower out of the kli and touch the flower to the Mizbeah. Who says it's just enough to touch the vessel? Against the Mizbeah. For Dayo, you don't have to. The vessel touching is your Makayim Hagosha. Kamash Malan. So that's it. One says, How do you know? Maybe if you tell me there's such a Havim and you have to touch the flower against the Mizbeah, then maybe you should do that. So one says, like this. Now, the Pazak says, You bring it to the Kohen and he approaches it to the Mizbeah. Now, what are you bringing to him? You're bringing him the Kli. So he only has to do the Hagosha with what you're bringing him, which is the Kli. He doesn't have to take it out of the Kli. So, Gisha Ela Mizbeh, Makrov, Etzel Kohen, Bechli. Afagosha, so to the Agosha is Etzam is Bach is Bakli. Or Masalak is Levanosa Tzadechad. Why before he does the Kamitza does he have to move the frankincense to one side? Because you don't want the Kamitza to have in it, in the fingers that he's pulling out, could not be anything other than flour, flour and oil. Well, we learned in the Mishnah, if a Kamatz, if a person did Kamitza, for Allah Bayada, even Tzrar, even a little pebble, or Gargar Melech, even a granule of salt, or Kurcha or a little piece of frankincense, fossil. It has to be completely flour, and that's why you have to move Levona to the side. The comets, and then you do the kamitza with the oil saturated in the flour. We know how we know that. Or it says, Then the two cases of kamitza, when you're doing with flour, solace and geras is the same thing. Uh, fine flour, fine barley. One is uh, solace is by flour, is by wheat, and geras is by flour. But anyway, it says that the kamitza is done with the flour and the oil. It says that you put into a clay shores and you sanctify it into a clay shores. So says the Gemara like this. So Gemara says, why do we need to- twice to put it into two clay shores? You already have it in the clay shores. So why does the, and when you do the Kamitsa, does it again have to be put into a clay shores a second time? So Lamali, Hakitsa Kharazim, you already made it a Kedusha Guf in the first clay shores. So when it says, because again, the parallel is to Shechita, the knife that you shecht with is also Klishares. So when you shecht, you already consecrate the blood 
as a clay shares. And still we need to have a second clay shares to catch it. So here too, even though it's been a clay, the kamitza is like the shechita, so then the, and the blood going into the clay is like the comets going into second. the second clay shares. So says the Gemara, so lam ali hakitcha chadasim, you already consecrated one time. So the Gemara says, mida have adam. It's like the blood. Adam avagad the kedish day sakin. Even though the blood already became consecrated to the sakin and the knife, but sovereign behemoth, the neck of the animal, which is already a clay shares. You still put it again into another clay shards, you catch in a clay shards. Achanami, here too, Loshna. No difference. Umalak, it is Levontov and Osna al Gabov, and you gather after you've done the, you've commit, so then you add, then you take all of the granules of the, uh, of the Levon and add it to the comets to burn on the Mizbeah. Mingmanam says, how do we know that? Because Zed, the Chsivis, Kola Levona, Asher al Ha Mincha, that you add all Levona to the Mincha before you burn it on the Mizbeah. Gentlemen, have a great day. Run ahead, go ahead. Yes. No, I understand. Just look at the picture. No, Forget about no, the no, cards. No, 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 but what's the function of the Zikhs on the north?